it's it is a th- like the throwback pre pre July 2020 one hour of hake one hour of hake guys it is 9:57 a.m. US Pacific daylight time only 56 minutes late getting started with our stream it is Friday the 23rd of July the year of our lord 2021 and yes indeed happy white history month JLP just completed an excellent interview. We're going to get it set up so we don't have to, uh, I don't have to start all late anytime he does an interview inside his own studio. So guys, I have a hand-picked, heart-picked, beautiful last two songs of the 90 Pound Wuss album from 1999, Short Hand Operation. And this track that I want to play for you, I would like to share with you, is only three minutes long. Although it feels longer than that. (laughs) It's called Second Stage of Adolescence. Fret not, I will talk you through it. And I will be getting to your calls, guys. And uh, I have some fun stuff to cover. Enjoy, and check this out. Hake on CP time, says Cheesehead69. Thank you for the super chat, man. Revisiting former frames of mind I've had. There's nothing less responsible than this. Cash hand, backhand, slap in the face. I want something for real! That's not Jeff Suffering's voice. This one is. Christians. These are Christians. A new form of intoxication. I have something for real. I am the stabbing hope. I am a bad enough book that why don't you take it all away <laughs> from them? My disgrace only wish I could defense in a world filled with you mocking me. We are all suffering. This music is in Hake's head all day, says John Chavez. The melody of angels. That bass slaps. Yeah. 
that is a passionate Christian. Thanks for bearing with me, guys. Let's get right on with the show! be talking about vaccine questions, questions that I'd all disavow. A GQ throwback downplaying the Bible. Joe Biden grinning like a sex cat. And Antifa and communist kids. Oh, it's the hate report. The hate report. La la la. Oh, it's the hate report. The hate report. La la so, how are you guys doing? I am fine. I am wearing a throwback version of the Great White Hope t-shirt. It was a prototype, an early prototype, with Donald Trump, a graphic of Donald J. Trump's excellent Twitter profile pic, now defunct Twitter profile pic. Thank you for joining me. I will be taking your calls. Some of you guys already calling in. 888 I was reading to you guys in Hake News at the end of hour two of the Jesse Lee Peterson show today about a nonprofit organization called Frontline Doctors. Frontline Doctors. It seems to be mostly like women led, so I'm a little bit leery, but they, and actually one of them was like an African doctor woman. Remember that African doctor woman who talked about, she was all pro Trump, talking about some drug that um, is all politicized because Trump was promoting it too. And she was very leery about the uh, narrative about the China virus, right? Well, America's frontline doctors on July 19th, I told you guys in Hake News that they, they're, suing, they're, they're suing for a court injunction against this... Um, what do they call it? The emergency use authorization of these vaccines. They don't like the vaccines. These America's frontline doctors, nonprofit organization, activists, activists. And I told you they're suing Javier Becerra, who's in the, I told you he's an anchor baby, son of an anchor baby, Mexican, Sacramento born though. He is the former attorney general for California, a sleazy person, a Democrat. And now he's the secretary of the Department of Health and Human Services for sleazy Joe Biden. And they say that the emergency declaration and its multiple renewals are illegal. And they want relief, especially for 18-year-olds. Three, three groups. 18-year-olds. Uh, any, under Anyone under 18. Anyone who's recovered from the China virus. And those who haven't ge- been given informed consent informed consent or haven't given informed consent right because you give consent and you have to be informed first right as defined by federal law and i didn't read this part the cdc uh data say that over ten thousand breakthrough infections uh have happened from january through april according to the cdc data 
14 days or more after the vaccination. A breakthrough infection is when you get it after you have one, or the, one of these full so-called vaccinations. It's important to note the vaccines were only shown to reduce symptoms, not block transmission. Yeah, you'll, uh, you'll have lighter symptoms. That's something that Joe Biden has said himself at that town hall, that goofy town hall I hear. They assert benefits don't outweigh the risks. Everybody says, oh, the benefits outweigh the risks. But these uh, activists say that that's not true. And they say um, reproductive health. Uh, and that's actual reproductive health. That's not ability to kill your baby. That's ability to, or ability to stifle the making of a baby. Reproductive health means ability to make a baby or have a baby, right? Potential death, neurological damage, and more violent, virulent strains. Interesting, huh? They say CDC data indicates that children under 18, minors, right, have a 99.998% China virus recovery rate with no treatment. Injection, injecting this under 18 subpopulation with the vaccines threatens them with immediate potentially life-threatening harm in certain cases. And that has happened on occasion, even with uh, people who are pro the vaccine. There have been people who've are very pro-vax, but they're concerned about certain instances, certain instances, very rare, very rare. (laughs) There is no public interest, they say. Dr. Angelina Farella, who's a pediatrician who's practiced for 25 years, she said there's no public interest in subjecting children to what she calls experimental vaccination problems, uh, programs, to protect them from a disease that does not particularly threaten them. And it also, they, their complaint also cites this Cleveland Clinic study that demonstrates natural immunity through prior infection is stronger than any benefit conferred by the vaccines. They, that's what they say, per a Cleveland Clinic study. Another study published by New England Journal of Medicine shows those with pre-existing China virus immunity, 89% reported adverse side effects after receiving the first vaccine infection. Huh which most people do have some sort of adverse side effect from it. I think you're kind of supposed to. It's like built in. But anyway, this expert, Dr. Richard Urso, said in a statement, China virus recovered patients, he called it COVID, are at extremely high risk to a vaccine, he says. They have the requisite components of immune memory. Vaccination may activate a hyperimmune response leading to a significant tissue injury and possibly death. Yeah, I know a young woman, relatively young, who had the virus, it messed her up, and then she got the vaccine and it messed her up again. (laughs) Man, she was out for like 10 days, I forget which time, and then three more days, I forget which time. Crazy, huh? But she still got it, she's a teacher. And there's a whistleblower testimony, a Jane Doe. There's this woman, and I, she's making the claim, I can neither confirm nor deny. So woman, women are often militant pro-vax or anti-vax, but they're militant either way. Tend to go a little overboard either way, honestly. But she's a computer programmer, this woman. Jane Doe is just a reference for, a, for the ESL people. English is a second language people. Jane Doe is a person who wishes to remain anonymous, but she still wants to be a witness, an expert witness, right? A whistleblower. A computer programmer with expertise in the healthcare data analytics field. She filed a sworn statement indicating the actual number of deaths following the vaccination. 
She claims 45,000. I think the official number is, what, 10,000 or something? Is it 10,000? She says it's maybe, oh, no. On July 9th, there were 9,048 deaths reported in VAERS, Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, it's, which is run by, it's a passive system run by the FDA and the CDC, right? And patients and doctors can report through this system. She claims that the VAERS database while extremely useful, is underreported by a conservative factor of at least five, she claims in her statement. Huh. By at least five. The true number of vaccine-related deaths, she claims, would be at least 45,000. But that's her math. She noted that the swine flu vaccine, by the way, swine flu took place under the Obama administration. And it was taken off the market. The vaccine was taken off the market because of 53 deaths reported following vaccination. Huh. The uh, evidence makes it irrefutable that plaintiffs and others in the public will suffer irreparable injury if the motion is denied, the plaintiffs claim. Finally, the evidence tilts to the balance of hardships and public interest decision in favor of the plaintiffs. We'll see what happens. I really doubt that they'll... (laughs) Be successful. They've been pretty successfully marginalized by the mainstream media, America's frontline doctors, that is. Labeled as kooks and all that mess. So, I don't know. But that's just an update on that. Um, Before I get to calls, I have to show you this GQ throwback. By the way, there was talk of special treatment. Shout out to Big Bump for uh, for the tip. Big Bump sent me this article. And it was actually a, like a pro football talk on NBC Sports. It was a short little, oh, here's this idea type of editorial, if you will, or op-ed, little thing, suggestion. But it was put, published on NBC Sport, Sports. The NFL should offer to suspend marijuana testing for players who get so-called vaccinated. What? Special treatment. And it was suggested by this guy named Mike Florio. Mike Florio, who's, an Ameri- who's a television host, TV host, 56 years old, male. Is that an Italian last name? Might be. But this guy, he's all, oh yeah, tr- to truly end the pandemic with minimal additional serious illnesses and deaths, everyone should get vaccinated. Plenty of NFL players continue to resist. And I wonder what the risk is of NFL players getting it. (laughs) Oh, what a mess. Here's an idea that would get plenty of them to get the shots now. Offer to suspend marijuana testing for any player who has been so-called vaccinated. Should have been made a month ago. Because they get an annual substance abuse test. And so they're tested for whether they've been taking marijuana. And so let them have their marijuana. What a mess. I thought this was about public health. (laughs) Terrible. I will be reading your Super Chats, guys, but special treatment. It's kind of like giving the donuts to the vaccinated people. (laughs) Krispy Kreme wanted to do that. Anyway, here's a GQ throwback. I have to share this with you. I mentioned it in the Jesse Lee Peterson show. And then after I take a caller for you, I have some ridiculous... Clips that make evil seem all soft and nice and womanly. (laughs) Uh, But I came across this 
from looking at some throwback episodes of Jesse Lee Peterson interviewing these different pastors on God's Learning Channel. We've been putting them out. You, you may have seen one premiere on the Jesse Lee Peterson Channel yesterday afternoon, evening. Interviewed a woman, a white woman pastor. Well, the up, there's an upcoming one where he interviews this one pastor, and I looked at, I looked up, I googled this pa- one pastor and looked him up on Facebook, and I found him. And he's still a pastor to this day in the Texas, in Texas. And he posted this back in 2018. He's not very active. To this day! Yeah, he's still active. But he's not very active as on Facebook, and, he's, and he shared this quote that caught my eye. And this is a quote that is uh, mildly shocking. Repetitive, self-contradictory, sententious, foolish. And he says, that's a quote from GQ magazine. GQ used to be, oh, Chris, you're looking very GQ today. As in, that used to be a, you look handsome. You look uh, like a man. Like a well-put-together man. Gentleman's Quarterly, <laughs> I learned, <laughs> is what that's short for. Gentleman's Quarterly. It's a magazine. supposed to be for men. Liberal men. Males. And that's GQ on explaining why the Bible is on its list of books that you don't need to read. Wow. And sententious. I had to look that up given to moralizing in a pompous or affected manner, as in phony. The Bible doesn't do that. So that person who wrote this is projecting. And so this was made a few headlines back in 2018 when this thing came out. A little bit of white history. And instead, they recommended a book called The Notebook. And they put links to Amazon page for... Amazon is evil, right? For the books that they're promoting. Pretty, very clever and subversive, by the way. And this book, The Notebook, I feel like I've heard of it before, is by a, one author called Agota Kristoff. And I look up that name. It's an old woman who's dead. And this suggestion is by a grown male named Jesse Ball. Yeah, look at that. That's the, what he wants you to read instead of the Bible. And Jesse Ball, I looked him up. He's an Irish Sicilian, which those people, neither of those people count as normal whites. <laughs> He's a- author of this book called The Census. He's in his early 40s or something, and he posts little sketch drawings on his barely active Twitter. And on this, other, elsewhere on this list, they mention Huckleberry Finn. They want to they get rid of the adventures of Huckleberry Finn, some woman who's a GQ writer and e- editor. A woman writing for GQ, Katie Weaver, C-A-I-T-Y, Weaver. Replace Huckleberry Finn with this book by Frederick Douglass, talking about supposed crimes by slave owners. And this suggestion by this woman from, for GQ replacing Huckleberry Finn with a Frederick Douglass book, literally says, Huckleberry Finn is a classic, by the way. Frederick Douglass, also a classic, but he's like, 
I don't know. He was he's considered like a black Republican, but he's not as he's more angry than uh, the great Booker T. Washington, apparently, because this guy in his book here, narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass. This guy lists supposed crimes by slave owners, naming them and detailing them. And it's it literally says it would make their descendants feel ashamed. So this Katie Weaver woman, a white woman, supposedly, says their descendants will be embarrassed forever. Talk about hating whites, hating Christians. That's GQ, 21 books you don't have to read. That's their 2018 little article. Just a nice little throwback. CNS News covered it. CNS is part of, uh, they expose the media. They're sort of a right-wing outlet. They've published articles by Jesse Lee Peterson in the past. Sort of a non-partisan, but they're on the conservative side. GQ magazine includes the Bible on don't have to read list, says ABC7. So it made a few headlines, huh? And I notice, I look up this guy named Jesse Ball, who made this suggestion. Don't read the Bible, read the notebook by some woman who's dead. And he is an absurdist, a nihilist. He's written a few books. He went to Columbia University. Again, Irish, Sicilian, Irish people. They have a chip on their shoulder, (laughs) many of them. (laughs) And the Sicilians, too, a chip on their shoulder. They're basically Italians. Look at them. Married, divorced, lives with a partner. On the faculty of the School of Art Institute in Chicago, where he teaches courses on lying, ambiguity, dreaming, and walking. So, I would guess that he's just trying to get attention. (laughs) And he got it. He got it. He got a few headlines. And he caught my attention. Absurdist. He's an absurdist, is what they call him. By the way, he also suggested that in an L.A. Times article, L.A. Times, far left enemies of America, L.A. Times, that American citizens be incarcerated periodically as civic duty, kind of like, like jury duty. So he just likes to make up nonsensical stuff. So maybe he was just joking. Who knows? I'm going to get to more of this soft evil. One of my Canadian call- callers called it PG evil. Is this female-minded, Satan posing as the angel of light type of evil, pretending that, it's, that they're good? This effeminate Antifa professor I told you about earlier this week, I got a tip about it. And this feminist boy's children's song. Sick. But first, let me get to some calls. We only have an hour, and I've already blown 25 minutes of it. So let me get to Robert. Hey, Robert, in Pasadena, California. What's up, Robert? Long time no here. How are you? I'm okay. Hey, how are you? Doing fine. Man, it's been a, it seems like it's been a while. Yeah, it has been. I've been meaning to, I wanted to go to the men's, the men's forum this month. Yeah. I was, I've been working, I've been working so much, so I haven't been able to get, get down there, but I, I'll, I will when I can. Nice. No problem, man. I understand. I, when I was working a lot at a different location, and sometimes it would be like 6.15 and coming from Pasadena or Temple City or Arcadia area, it can, be, it can look like it, there's a lot of traffic. <laughs> so I understand. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, well, I don't want to waste any time. Yeah. Um, I'm calling about, because I, I was talking with two of my friends who are liberal, and the American Indians came up, and I kind of re- real confidently was like, oh, I'll defend what happened with the American Indians, what we did with them. Yeah. And I just, I like, after they were saying things, I just slowly became speechless. I couldn't really say anything because I, they, what happened to them, what, like, you know, 50 to 80% died of diseases that Europeans brought over. And is that a fact? You know, I mean, that's pretty, that's a big claim. Sta- I mean, that's pretty standard for, for historical studies. I had never that heard that before. Disease. Oh really? Yep. Well, yeah. If just if you look up, you know, just do some research about it. Like fifty percent, nine to eighty percent of the Indians they died because and it's of because of viruses that we brought. Yeah, because we had we worked with like cows and pigs, and we lived in cities, and yeah. we had all the we, we built up this immunity to like smallpox and all kinds of stuff. And then I don't the think Spanish that we had an immunity to smallpox. We had problems with smallpox too. I think. Well, that's true. Yeah, but but that wasn't intentional. Indians, no, it wasn't. But it all, but it was the effect of Europeans coming to America. If we had never came to America, then they wouldn't have been dying of those diseases, and we wouldn't have. And and also, we went to war. And this is I have, I feel less bad about, which is that we went to war with them for their land, which you know they were doing that to themselves a whole lot. Right. But the point is, is that point is is that i ha- i'm having trouble reconciling my love for uh america's colonial history and our frontiersmen and our pioneers and us going out into really completely undeveloped land and building a civilization i have a love for that yeah but i have, cool. i'm having trouble reconciling that with what happened to the american indians and i feel well first of I all I don't, I don't know that it's 50 to 80%. That's a, that, first of all, that's a wide range. So it seems like yeah. they just slapped that number on there and a whole bunch of people repeat it. And when a lot of people repeat it, it sounds more and more like the truth. But it's not necessarily mm. the truth. And second of all, that's, that happens. Like, look at the China virus. If we had, didn't have globalism, we wouldn't have, we wouldn't have the worldwide supposed pandemic that we have but the the benefits of globalism outweigh the the uh down the what is it the risks <laughs> i don't know mm-hmm. the uh the pluses outweigh the the minuses about it right people are mm-hmm. people are like people are uh there's always a downside to anything that you do yeah. and that's doesn't mean that the whites should not have come just because uh, just because Indians, American Indians, some of them died from it, died from diseases that we brought. Well, one, one of the biggest things was I said, well, you know, we went to war with the American Indians for their land and we bought some land and a lot of it was In some un- cases it was uh, it was retaliation. There were, they were attacking they were aggressors too. That happened, yes, yeah. for sure. But what he, what my friend said, which I kind of didn't have anything to say to, was that well, that doesn't make it right, you know, just because they were fighting with each other to take land, and then we came in. It doesn't make and it we wrong either. With them to take their land, I get that. Yeah, I get that. But it was I. What left? It was I couldn't. 
I couldn't defend it. I couldn't say, oh, yeah, well, therefore it was okay it, what we did to them. In all honesty, that's what they were doing. In all honesty, it is something that's over and done with. We are not ones to judge because we weren't there. We don't know what happened. There's a whole lot of revisionist history. People make assertions that they don't know. And yeah. we have nothing to be ashamed of. I agree with that. We've, we've bent over backwards for the American Indians. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if, if the American Indians defeated us, they wouldn't be getting reservations and money from the, right. the tribe. And we wouldn't be getting that. We would be dead. They'd just kill us all. Right. Take our women as slaves and stuff. Yeah. As you know, the, the um, Declaration of Independence mentions the merciless Indian savages being used by the <laughs> king who had no regard for uh, sex, meaning they were women, or age, yeah. meaning old old and young, or uh, the health of the people. They would kill the sick, and they had no mercy in many cases. I he's, they're not necessarily talking about all of them, but they're talking about this was happening, and they want to downplay that and just cast America... I mean... Are your friends glad to be in America, or are they not? Should they maybe they should just get on uh, out of America if they're part of the if they think that they're part of the problem? <laughs> well, they're kind of like they're kind of like transient. They're like they like being in Los Angeles. Like I right. asked them, I said, "Well, hey, uh, wh- is there anywhere in America you'd want to go and see?" And they couldn't. Eat, they gave no answer. They said, ah, "No, <laughs> not really." And I said, "Well, what is there another place in the world you want to see?" And they excitedly were like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to get drunk in like Austria <laughs> and Korea." Yeah. And I mean, I I think you're right, Hake, about about how we have nothing to be ashamed of. I mean, the Indians were proud of their conquest uh, of their conquest right. of their tribe. Yeah. And, and they were very happy about that. You'll and notice. Many, yeah. You just mentioned that. Uh, you'll notice that the only reason whites are getting pushed around is because we act like we have something to be ashamed of, like we can be pushed around, like we we want to yeah. be nice and please everybody. I'm not not necessarily me or you, but but in general, whites do have that in them, and whites on the whole in America and around the world are are pandering and caving and kissing up to the POCs. And that's why we're being pushed around so much. That's why we're losing our countries. I agree. And it's I not like we—it's not like we're not. Even back then, I think that we were more just than they're than they're giving us credit for. I'm saying we, but the ancestors, if you will. Yeah, <laughs> I I agree. I mean, I I think for certain. I mean, George Washington said he wanted to after the war when he was president. He said he wanted to have, you know, uh, brotherhood and humanity with the with the tribes. He wanted right. to treat them well. I mean, and you I know what? These these are intellectual arguments that aren't necessarily going to change hearts. You just have to uh, be an example. So don't even fret about it, and don't let them manipulate you emotionally to where you f- start to feel guilty necessarily. Just stick with stick with what you know, but also have a spirit of love in you because that's what's really going to uh, turn things around. Rather than getting into the the swamp with these people and because they'll have endless arguments they don't really care about the truth they just want to get in people really just like to argue their pride puffs Mm -hmm. up with the knowledge that they think that they have yeah you were saying something i interrupted you you were talking about how uh, 
Go on. Well, I think my the big thing is that I'm not like ashamed of our of America's. I think we were actually fair to the Indians, and I mean, in some instances there, of course, was atrocities committed, but just like how the Indians committed atrocities against others. Right. I guess I'm just. I'm not ashamed of our conquests. I'm not ashamed of the frontier history or the colonialist history of America. I'm proud of that. I'm proud my ancestors were a part of it. Nice. I just, I, I felt bad because I wasn't appreciative of what, have, what happened to them, about how they, you know, most of them died off and their Supposedly. lands were taken. And, and yeah. I just wasn't. I mean, I, I don't feel like they would feel that way if they won. I don't think they would be having this kind of moral... Right. They would feel bad about it. I just feel like I didn't appreciate that enough, that I wasn't appreciative enough of how they were they were conquered, they were defeated, and they were kind of pushed off their land. And, you know, I mean, that was kind of... And uh, Hugh, the way he said, oh, it was... It was always we knew it was wrong while we were doing it. That was the thing that really stuck with me. Is because he said because I because I said well this is just what they were doing. This is what the world was like. And what was said, wrong no, about it? Not true. What was wrong was that we came into land that they claimed that they were living on, and we went to war with them to occupy it, and then we pushed them out, pushed them out of the land. And how is that wrong? Well, like they said, oh well, imagine if like China came into California. They're doing that. To, to go to war with us. They're doing I know, that. <laughs> and, and like, but the thing is, is like, this is the rough part. Because I, I oppose... And is that wrong I for oppose, China to do that? I think it, uh, it would be wrong. It would, it'd be wrong for me. I would, I would not uh, agree with that. If China was sending in their people and militarily occupying us, and then pushing us back into Boston to Massachusetts. If we're I mean, too weak, if we're that. too weak to stop it, how is it wrong? They're they're trying to. They have a whole ton of people. I don't mm -hmm. see how it's necessarily wrong for them to do it. It's wrong for us to let it happen. I I agree with that. I mean, I would say it's it's wrong. For I mean, is it wrong for all these these people to flood across our border and and make whites a minority? Is that wrong? I say that is wrong because, but we're, we're, we're wrong for letting it happen. They're wrong for disrespecting our, our laws and stuff like that. It's not good for their souls to be, uh, to be so selfish and not be man enough to build their own countries back up. Mm -hmm. But they're going the way that's, the way that's uh, convenient and easy for them, which is to take advantage of the weak country that's, the weak but rich country that is giving them, offering them opportunities and welfare. And so we're yeah. wrong for letting it happen. I don't know that we're, I, I don't know that they were, that the colo colonialists were wrong for colonizing, though. I mean, because you, you, weren't, you weren't there, the people who were criticizing them weren't there, and you don't know the specifics of the agreements that they made and the, and the, and the, reasons for the fighting that they fought specifically you don't actually know stick with reality yeah. and present day and and the people who are acting like they're so moral i bet you your friends who are or the people that you are talking to are immoral people themselves and knowingly so yeah i mean they're taking like prescription medication and they're 
jerking off and they're living with yeah. a girlfriend outside of marriage and they're doing all these things that I don't agree with. Yeah, and I, that's, mean, I just felt and they're it, cruel really, people. So they're just they're acting all high and mighty, like they're so righteous, but they're worse people than the uh, than the people who took over and uh, conquered the Indians. Yeah. As far as as far as any of us knows, they're no better, and in fact, they're probably worse because <laughs> they're just letting their they're letting their land get taken over. Well, they're yeah. doing just like what the Indians were allegedly doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like a bump on a log, being bums. Yeah. I, I, I'm glad that I was able to talk with you about the state, because you're like, like, I had no, there's nobody conservative really in my I life. I know, <laughs> yeah. So that but I you don't, wanna, you don't necessarily want to be able to win arguments and stuff and all that. I don't know if, I don't know if that's a temptation at all for you. To try to get into like a, get into the ego battle of arguments, but I felt I felt very I felt very low down and I felt dumb. I didn't have anything to say. <laughs> that's fine, but, man. You know, yeah, that's totally like, fine. I I felt totally like defeated intellectually, and they were like, <laughs> "Oh, this is like you're making like kindergarten arguments," and they were just like, "Oh, you aren't empathetic," and. But empathy is a liberal word. You want actual I love. Know. You want real. You want real love for people, not where you feel sorry for people who died hundreds of years ago, and you don't exactly really know the circumstances of the death. Does that yeah. make sense? It does. It does make sense. I appreciate you, man. It's nice to hear from you again. Thank you, Hank. You it was nice talking to you too. Have you been consistent with J.C. Lee Peterson's silent prayer? I've been more consistent, but not the way he would like me to. <laughs> and then, uh, are you on your own now? Oh yeah, I've been on my, I've been living on my own for a little over a year now. Right on. Well, it's great to yeah, hear from you, Robert. Great to hear from you too. Oh, can I ask one last question, and I'll make it quick. Yeah, go for it. So my the. My job, the boss that gets me all my greatest work, he basically said, oh, I'm not going to give you more work unless you get the vaccine. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm not going to take the vaccine. Right. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to get me less, less valuable work. I'm going to be taking work now that's not as rewarding. Uh-huh. But I think it's worth it to wait and see what happens because I don't know what the effects of it are going to be. Yeah, I mean, it's your... It's your that's your body and your life that you're talking about. I think that your is your question are you doing the right thing or is your what's your do you have a question about it or you just want my reaction I mean, to that? What would you do if you were having a good job and the person that got you in the union has worked with you for a long time and he said, "Oh, well, you I'm not going to hire you unless you get the vaccine." Yeah. He's kind of put the guilt trip on you about it. I well, mean, what I would wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't respond to the guilt. I would decide whether I would look into the different vaccines if I wanted to consider it at all and see which one is the is the, is even reasonable to get if there is one that's reasonable to get but you're a young man I think you're in your early 20s right I don't I don't know that it's even really advisable I'm not a doctor I don't even know that it's advisable to uh to go with that you know what I mean I think that you are our right to, when in doubt about anything, when in doubt, don't do anything. So just, but when you know what to do, do that. 
Does that make sense? Yes, it does, Hake. Okay, yeah, well, I'll let you go. I'll let you get to There are other opportunities out there. A lot of people are looking for workers. And maybe, you're, maybe you'll do just fine with the lower opportunities. You continue to have a good attitude. You can probably understand where he's coming from because there is a lot of political pressure in the business field, in, in, in basically every field, right? There's all this pressure to do this or that. So don't, yeah, don't, don't hold it against from. him. But oh, I don't. He, he may see that you're a, such a good worker that you'll, you'll flourish even in the hard times. Like Joseph in the coat of many colors, his brothers <laughs> sold him into slavery and he thrived in slavery. Potiphar's wow. wife accused him of rape or trying to rape her, and that was false. And he got thrown in jail, and he was the king of the jail. And then he got out of jail, and then he was the, he was the second in command in Egypt because he, fought, he, kept, he stayed with God. Yeah. Nice. That's true, Hank. Anyway, man, I appreciate you, Robert. Happy White History you, Month Hank. to you. Oh, yeah. Happy White History Month to you. I've been and, spreading the word. And don't feel sorry for anybody because that's not, that's not real love. Uh, does that make sense? I remember. The, it does make sense, yeah. Cool, I man. I don't think the Indians would want pity. Right. Yeah, the, the people who... Let them die with dignity. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense to me, man. Yeah. <laughs> My friends wouldn't say that, but it makes sense to me. You you would probably be better to the Indians than your friends would be. Ah. That's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, man. Well, hey. Yeah, I'll let you go, but thank you so much. I'll, yeah, I'll thank you. Church, it's great talking with you again. Take care. That's cool. Uh, yikes. Let me get to... Alex in California has an interesting question. What's up, Alex? How are you? I am doing wonderful, uh, Mr. Hake. Oh, uh, nice to hear from you again. If you remember correctly, last time I called you, I was uh, a. I went under that alias. Right, A from Cal. And I commented on the YouTube video you uploaded, and I revealed that uh, my full name. You, uh, my you don't have to dox thing, yourself. You don't have to dox yourself. Meaning you, okay, don't have, okay. you don't have to give your full name, <laughs> but I uh, appreciate that. Well, Alex is short for Alexander, and I, I had that idea you disagreed with to make the race machine. Uh, we agree or disagree on that. I, don't, I still love you, man. What I love you, all people. What do, you think of my, what do you think of my counter to changing your race or changing people's race, making everybody white <laughs> so that whites don't become a minority? I don't think that's going to solve the hatred of the heart that no. many that people have. What do you think of that? Uh, I I agree with you. We could talk about it further if, like, you wanted to interview me on your show, which uh, may not happen, and I would understand that. No, I just wanted your, your quick response on the fact that changing the, the body doesn't change the evil heart. I agree with that. Yeah. Also, who's your favorite philosopher? Uh, like, do you like Stefan Molyneux? Uh, do you like Nietzsche? Who do you like? I have never read Nietzsche or Nietzsche or whatever his name is because I'm not an atheist. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, I, I like Stefan Molyneux because he's, he's alive. <laughs> and, he's, yeah, like and he's a pro-Christian even though he's an atheist or whatever he is. I don't know. He's, he oh. likes Christians. He loves Jesse Lee Peterson. And uh, 
I like Molyneux. I haven't heard him in a, so long. I've almost, out of sight, out of mind, YouTube disappeared him. And so did Twitter. It's kind of like these yeah, other whites who've been alienated and marginalized in their own countries. Of course, Molyneux is a Canadian, but yeah. Mm-hmm. I do like Molyneux. Nice, to bring, nice of you to bring him up. Uh, uh, so if you want to interview me, like, uh, I will, uh, I can come over to Los Angeles. I understand if you're too busy, though. I understand that, definitely. I don't necessarily want to interview you, but I do enjoy your calls, man. Uh, th- thank you. I don't want to take up uh, more of your time. Do you have a favorite philo- philosopher? I like Molyneux also. Okay. I think it's just pronounced Molyneux with no X. Uh, Molyneux. I don't think that uh, it's... I don't think that it's you pronounce the X though. Okay, uh, uh, but I like but I uh, like hearing from you, Alex. Thank you, man. Happy White thanks, History Month James. to you. You too. Happy White History Month. And you're mostly white. You said is that what you said? Well, if you came and saw me, you would find out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, man. Take care. You. All right. Bye. Man. Man, we have like less than 15 minutes left, and I have one line open. Let me, let me show you guys this. I looked up this an- effeminate, <laughs> and he just is effeminate. Antifa professor with a gun who said that he waved, and allegedly he said on Facebook, according to a screenshot that I've seen online, he said that he chased him off. Chased uh, James Fields off with the, uh, over there at the Charlottesville riot. Antifa riot against the whites. Black Lives Matter against the whites. Dwayne Dixon, a man, and I use the term loosely, in his late 40s. Here's a clip, clip 10, I think, of him at a Durham rally. Durham, North Carolina. He's also a UNC professor. University of North Carolina. I guess, if I don't know if he's the one at, at Chapel Hill where they took down... Is that where they took down Silent Sam in 2018? This is him, I guess, in some point in 2018 at an Antifa rally against supposed white supremacists telling uh, bossing people around or you know, being an organizer. Listen to this and watch. Some of you stay here. Some of you that are willing to put your shit down. Go over there and get ready to get hit. Fuck. Dwayne Emil Dixon. Emil. Charged with misdemeanor weapons because he's carrying a, a, a AR. Telling people where to go. Organizing Antifa dummies. Look at that communist. Misguided people. He's a skinny 40 something year old person. And here's clip 11 a puff piece by McClatchy. Harold Sun, and this this piece is it's three minute clip. Headlined is protecting the public from white supremacists with a semiotic ma- rifle illegal. Excuse me, protecting the public from white supremacists. Let's talk about delusional mainstream media. That's them. Listen to this puff piece about this guy. Interview. Um, my name is Dwayne Nixon. Some of you may have seen uh, seen me before. I'm here. You know, clearly I wouldn't have done it if I thought that, you know, I wasn't within my rights and within the law. 
carrying that's a gun. That's not really my style to go outside the law particularly. So that was Pretty my good. background and you know I graduated, I taught at Duke for three years and I teach at UNC now in Asian studies and I teach a really wide range of things within that. But at the center of it, as an anthropologist, I'm really concerned about people. Like what do people, how do people make sense of their lives, right? And I was really concerned about what was happening on those military bases I grew up on, what I saw happening in my own family, right? Like within our own doors, like what was the kind of feeling, the emotional tenor, the expectations for masculinity, for myself? Like what were the things that were actually happening to us and to me as an individual? So, you know, this has really shaped my own experience and when I discovered Redneck Revolt and I read up on it, I've always been around guns, so that as a sort of practical thing was, was fairly easy to accept. Having fought Nazi skinheads, having seen the way Nazi skinheads will move in on people and attack someone who's marked as queer, a woman, Puerto Rican kid, like someone's, someone's gonna have to step, step in. However I'm built, right, my Christian ethics, the understanding that like, you just don't let people, you don't stand by and let other people get hurt, right? And that's just how I'm built, right? That's my ethical imperative and however I as a person am wired, my personality, and that's a choice that I make and have made, right, throughout my, my adult life. So when I discovered Redneck, I was like, oh, this is something I can get behind. One, it's non-sectarian. I'm sick of vanguardism. I don't need to hear people tell me a party line, like this is how we get things done. But I also say, I'm not really thrilled to be on the streets of Durham with a semi-auto rifle, right? That's never my desire. I'd much rather do the things that we're accustomed to doing, which is taking space, showing that we as a collective can actually look out for one another. But I also recognize that we perhaps are in a moment where we might need to talk about other kinds of tactics. So hopefully we'll get to that later in this afternoon, but I want to turn it over to someone else that might want to talk. Jeff, Jeff. I'm not concerned particularly in the sense that somehow my reputation is besmirched because <laughs> I think standing up to the KKK and standing up to fascism are things that all American citizens should take as basic tenets of our shared communities. Misguided. Officer Kelly, the deputy who drove me to the booking center, to the jail, was, you know, really warm and we had good conversations. I have no MD towards people who are just doing their work. That's fine, you know. And I'm also doing what I thought was my job as a citizen, you know. That's up for debate. <laughs> but I'm happy to have that debate. Terrible, huh? Puff, talk about a puff piece with that Antifa flag on his hat. Talking about masculinity. And yes, he totally sounds not morally straight, and... Obviously, he's, he's on the immoral side, even though he thinks that he has Christian ethics. I don't know. What a, I can't imagine that this guy's a Christian. And Redneck Revolt, by the way, is an Antifa group. So they're outright anti-American. Anti-white anti-Christian, they hate decent people. Yes, very not morally straight in his behavior, but, but, he is indeed a family man. <laughs> He's married to an Asian woman, apparently. I saw this picture of him with his Asian wife, apparently. This guy's in his late, four, late 40s skateboarding. It's pretty good. You can still skateboard in his late 40s, I guess. But 
Yeah, look at him with his mixed baby and Asian girlfriend, wife thing. Terrible, huh? Man. So concerned about people. But meanwhile, dehumanizing the KKK, the Nazis. Here's one last clip from August of that year in 2018 of him allegedly, even though charges were dropped, uh, assaulting this uh, editor-in-chief of Big League Politics. This is from the night, I believe the night, that they toppled Silent Sam, who was, I think, a Confederate soldier or something like that. Listen to this clip. It's about a minute long, and it's kind of in the dark, so you don't, can't really see what's going on. But you hear, you hear them talking and cussing, and this guy gets aggressive with this fellow human being, fellow person. Listen to this. Dwayne, <laughs> why did you chase uh, James Fields with a rifle right you before you drafted those people? And they're Confederate why did you do that, dude? One, you know it's a falsehood. Don't you know it's a falsehood. You're you a falsehood. It. It's a falsehood. It, dude. It's a falsehood. Are you gonna hit me? No, but why are you running away? Are you gonna hit me? Take this down, please. Why are you such a coward? Why are you such a coward? Why are you a coward? Yo! No, he's just a coward. I know he's a coward. He can't even, he can't even have I a just conversation. Asked you, you, back. you weren't having a conversation. You assaulted me, dude. <laughs> you just assaulted me, brother. Don't call me brother. You and I don't share any kinship. <laughs> yes, we do. We're, we're, we're human beings. We're people of God. And you chased James Fields with a rifle right before he killed someone. Yeah, what did he do? He killed someone, you f***ing moron! Why was he chasing him with a rifle? Hey, hey how do you chase someone on foot? He You're on in it. his face, take your face and go away. He admitted to it. F*** off. Dang. Just a journalist trying to do his job, because this guy allegedly he admitted on a Facebook post, or bragged about it, chasing. Uh, James Fields. And this guy was actually, according to a report that I read, if, unless I misunderstood it, he was a witness in the James Fields uh, trial. Because the defense was saying, this guy admitted to waving a gun and chasing off James Fields. James Fields being the guy who, with, in the Dodge Charger who drove into a crowd at, at the end of the Charlottesville uh, riot in which the Antifa and Black Lives Matter mostly were the aggressors attacking the whites who were there, who had a right to be there. They even had a permit to be there, the whites did. These people did not have any permit to be there and assaulting, and the police did not stand in between. And Antifa was seen on video smacking this guy's car, James Fields' car. And according to this guy himself, he waved, he waved him on with his rifle. He chased him off with his rifle. <laughs> Maybe he showed the rifle and that's how he ch- got chased off. But then they're starting, they're, I don't know if he's obfuscating or he tried to hint, or the mainstream media tried to hint that, oh, James Fields didn't, dri- didn't drive into the crowd until like an hour later. And he kept on driving by. I don't know if he didn't know how to get out of the city, if it was the streets were all blocked off and Antifa in every street or what. But... I don't know. It's a falsehood. It's a falsehood. Why are you such a coward? Why are you such a coward?
I wonder if his dad talked to him like that, if, or if he even knew his dad. What a mess. What a mess of a bunch of people, huh? Bunch of weak people judging each other over nothing. Self-righteous Antifa. Pathetic. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me get to Tony in New Jersey. Tony, how are you? Thank you, hey. Yeah. Get my call. Uh, yeah, um, I, heard, I was just listening to your last call, and he was just, you know, he was making a, a lot of good points. And What and good point? One, what good points? No, about, you know, he was just saying that he didn't feel, he said it's not right and wrong. It wasn't wrong for the colon, the colonization isn't wrong. Right. So all colonization isn't wrong, right? I don't know about all colonization, but American colonization was not wrong. Okay, so he was just feeling sorry about the you know, Native American. He was basically saying you shouldn't feel sorry. That's not love. Right. So, because so he, first he of all, he didn't do anything wrong. He himself yeah, didn't do anything wrong. And yeah, second of all, could, feeling yeah, sorry for could, people. You could, you could feel her empathy without having to have any kind of a, 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 a motivations or, or it, it's okay to feel sad about something. Well, I don't understand why you're saying it, it's not love. But Wait, empathy not is, to love anything. Empathy and sadness. Sad, why do you have to? Empathy and sadness to, are not love. I don't, why it, does it have to it be may be love? okay to feel sad occasionally, right? If, if like your, your dad dies, you feel sad. So do you, enjoy, you feel sad for you, a few days, wait, let me ask you a question. but that's not love. Do you enjoy eating food? Yeah, sometimes. But that's not... Well, now, if I tell what, you, well, it's not love, what are you going to tell me? I'm going to tell you, you're right, it's not love. <laughs> it's oh, food, just, and sometimes and it'll kill you. You can do that for everything. You can do that for everything. So, exactly. Oh, that's not love. Right. So I don't understand why you're telling somebody it's not love. Just because it's not love. It's, it's, it's very relevant to point yeah, that out. Yeah, my shoe hurts. It's not love. My shoes are too small. It hurts. It's not love. So well, you the see people, the point I'm trying to make? Why are you, you no, you're not you making you no, you're not making any sense. And you don't make that doesn't make sense. It's not That's love. Because, yes, because it's somebody feeling sad. Feeling sad it's is not, not love. It's neither wise nor love nor logical. It doesn't have to be logical. It yes, it does. It's sadness. Why it's does pathetic it sadness. A, you should not result. you should not feel sorry for something that happened hundreds of years ago that you don't even know the full story. So so. So, have you ever seen a sad movie? Yes. Do you feel sad? Sometimes. So then, why does it, does it mean anything to you? It's just, it's just a movie, right? Right. So why you just can't feel sad for something and just let it as it is? Why you have to say it's love? Because he called in. A, he called in about it, and he's he didn't call in about love. He called in. He felt sad about certain situations. You no, he called in. He was know? concerned about whether it what the right and wrong of colonization. Yes, and it was wrong. And no, it was not wrong. You can what was wrong about it? You're gonna feel sad about something that's right? You can feel sad about something that's right. That's just the way life is. Give me give, give me an example. What you gonna feel sad about something that's well, right? Well, when I was a kid, I read in the old testament about God telling the Israelites to kill all the people in Jericho, men, women, children, even the animals. I'm like, whoa, that feels, that feels a little bit... I don't know if I was sad. I was like, whoa. But I, I could imagine somebody feeling a little sad about that, but it was right. God told them to do that. 
No, it wasn't a right of thing. That was a commandment from God. And that makes it right. No, it doesn't make it right yes, or it wrong. Does. It's a commandment. Yes, it means so it's God right. Should. What the heck? What's wrong with you? Do you, believe, do you no, even believe so. in God? <laughs> no, do you I'm believe in love? No, but it'd be no? funny because y'all be just making out these, <laughs> these, these, these comments, and I don't even really think y'all just. Well, the point think, is, the point is, think it through. The point is, so those people were making those people were mo- making emotional arguments, and love is about right and wrong. Emotions are not necessarily was, about well, right and I wrong. Was, see, that's stupid. How is love right and wrong? That love, doesn't make no sense. Love means loving what's right and doing what's right by people. So if you have a baby, how do you show a baby love? By taking Showing care it of it. right and wrong? Taking care of it and protecting okay, it from the evil. There you go. Taking care of it. That's not love. It's not right I mean, that's and not, wrong. That is right. The heck? So you can't love a baby then? What are you talking about? No, I'm saying how do you love a baby? When a mother has a baby and... So that's not love. Mothers, mothers don't babies. love their babies. So, so people don't feel love for their babies. That's, you that's ask not, anyone love isn't a feeling, them, dude. Ask your mother, ask your brothers or sisters. I've talked to my mother. Kids, ask them if they ask love them. their baby. You can say no. Axing is not right. love. Axing is violent. <laughs> anyway, but, but I got to go, Tony. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense, man. Come on now. Be, you're smarter than that. But you're uh, not smart. That's why it doesn't make yeah. sense. Yeah, I don't You're have blind. love. You're blind. <laughs> I don't have love. <laughs> anyway, I got to go, man. Nice yeah, talking thanks. with you. Uh, yeah, yeah, take care. <laughs> wow. Paul from North Carolina. Paul, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fine. You're coming in kind of rough. Uh, one second. Can you hear me now? I can hear you, but it's like popping. It's weird. It's strange. Huh. Anyway, let's try it. Let's try it. What's your question? Uh, my school's making me wear, uh, get the vaccine or wear a mask. What school are you going to? I mean, don't tell me what school you're going to. I mean, what is it a college? No, it's public school. High oh, it's school. a public school. You're a high schooler or something? Yeah. Oh. Can you, are you, are you old? <laughs> and you don't want to do that. You're saying you don't want to do that? Is that what you're telling me? Uh-uh. Yeah. Um, are you old enough to drop out if you wanted to drop out? Not that I'm no. recommending that, but are you old enough that you can drop mm-hmm. out? No. Because in, in, uh, after your sophomore year, I think you can drop out in California. I don't know. But anyway, man, um, what do you, maybe you should ask your father. You have, you have your father around that you can ask him? Yeah. Uh, this hurts. You know what? Your phone is really messed up. I, I'm sorry. Ask your dad if you can. Can you ask your dad? Yeah. All right. Paul, man, your phone is really making weird noises. I cannot, I can't really answer the, the question for you. I recommend try to, oh, he's about 15 years old. Do, oh, man. Yeah. Uh, see if your father will help you out. There are different ways if you really don't want to do it, and I, and I can definitely sympathize. Maybe there's a way to, like, get a, I'm putting you on, you're on hold right now. Maybe you can do a, uh, Medical exemption or a religious exemption? Religious exemption, maybe, I suggest. But anyway, guys, we are over time. I'll have to show you the Feminist Kids song uh, on Monday. And William from the Bay Area in California. I cannot get to you. Donning Armor in California. I cannot get to you and the, the rest of the callers.
This has been the Hake Report. Enjoy at the end of it all by 90 Pound Wuss. Take care, guys. <laughs>